This episode is sponsored by Big Life Journal. Have you already started holiday gift shopping? Head over to Big Life Journal for awesome gifts for your children ages 5 and above. Your kids, tweens, and teens will love beautiful guided journals with inspiring stories and thoughtful writing prompts. These illustrated journals will help your kids develop a growth mindset, build their self-esteem and resilience, and unlock their problem-solving abilities. Big Life journals are based on the latest positive psychology research. That's what makes them so unique and effective. Big Life Journal also has another wonderful gift idea for you. Their beautifully illustrated conversation cards inspire family discussions about growth mindset, kindness, friendships, and gratitude. These cards can become a perfect stocking stuffer or secret Santa gift. There's also a special fun twist to these conversation cards. When assembled together like a puzzle, they create a gorgeous underwater scene. Head over to BigLifeJournal.com and you can use the 10% discount code HSSisters. Bulk order discounts are also available for homeschool co-ops and groups. Hi there and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara. And we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Kara. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Um, it's very, very snowy here. Have you guys had tons of snow where you are? No, we've had um, flurries, but okay. it's 14 degrees. Yeah. So we didn't really get a fall this year, um, <laughs> which I'm a little sad about because fall is my favorite. That's a bummer. I love fall. Even though... Um, with Huga schooling now, I don't hate winter anymore. I I got all my Huga gear up last week. So you have like better. your lights out and all the. I also put up a lot of Christmas. Okay. And that goes against some very strong feelings from people, and I used to be in that camp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people in your house or people outside of your house? Both. Okay. <laughs> I was the strong, I just love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite. I like that there's no um, obligation associated with it other than just hanging out and eating food with your people. (laughs) So I've always liked that. So I've always been adamant that Christmas start after. But the last, I'd say three years, it's just, I feel like the kids are little and it's magical and it's not magical for long. So I started putting it out and nothing broke. Well, that's, yeah. And I actually liked it. And that's Thanksgiving true too. was not ruined by the fact that there's a skinny fake Christmas tree in my kitchen. It makes everyone <laughs> really happy, especially when everything pops on at 3.30 because it's like dark out here and all the lights are like, oh, oh. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's a, uh... okay. So um, my oldest started walking like the week before Christmas. Oh no, that's the worst. <laughs> and it was like moving all the ornaments to the top of the tree, you know? And I know people are like, no, you have to teach them. But it's like, he was like 11 months old, you know? I yep. mean, th- that wasn't that wasn't happening. You also want to sit down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so we have a kitten in the house now. And, like, my husband will be like, why is this on top of the fridge? Like, because it's the same thing. Remember that stage of parenting where you're, like, you're just picking up the thing that you don't want your child to, like, ingest or throw at a window or whatever. And, like, so you just put it somewhere random and then you're so 
active in parenting your little people that like you don't go back and move it and then so you're just finding weird things all over the house yeah so today we are going to answer some questions that we got these are so fun because we get to actually hear the audio question so the first one is from angie hi kate hi kara this is angie from washington And I love listening to you guys. You guys make my week, my day when I get to listen to one of your podcasts. My children always make fun of me because I call you guys my my podcast BFFs. (laughs) I had a question for you guys about homeschooling a child who is strong-willed. My oldest son is strong-willed. And, um, it's breaking down this mama, (laughs) to be honest. And, um, I've seen a lot of, uh, articles and material on price exceptional or children on the spectrum, but not a whole lot with strong willed children. And, um, I've reached out to some people around me and the first response is, well, you need to stop homeschooling. And I don't want that to be the first option. I don't, I don't think that would be the best for my son in this situation. So if you guys could um, enlighten me with some areas that might speak to strong-willed children, that would be a huge blessing. So thank you, ladies. I can't wait to possibly hear from you guys. All right. Bye. Oh, Angie, I am sorry that the first reaction is to stop homeschooling, but I feel like that happens a lot, doesn't it, Kate? With like it, it does. Everything is kind of like. Oh, then why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, your child won't eat Brussels sprouts. Maybe you shouldn't homeschool. Like it's the, yeah, it's the like, first thing. You're gonna send your kid back to school, and they're gonna not be strong-willed. <laughs> right. Right. It's, exactly. It doesn't magically disappear. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's so interesting about it is a lot of times whatever they bring up, it's like, you know, that, well, maybe you shouldn't homeschool. It's like, this would actually probably be just as hard or maybe even harder in a school setting. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because there'd be other parties involved. Right. (laughs) Hey, your kid's strong-willed. Yes. Then we have this issue today. The mom that's held after class, Mrs. Anderson, your son won't sit on the line. Um, So we don't know anything about strong-willed kids. Right. 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 And, you know, the thing is, I think when I had little kids, I thought both of my kids were pretty strong-willed because they were like excited, energetic little people. Um, And so that's when I read Raising Your Spirited Child. And Mary Sheedy. Kirk- I don't know how Kirkinka? to say that. Yeah. Um, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. And it was very helpful to me. Um, it, I mean, it, it's basically about seeing your child as like who they are and accepting that there are good things about raising like a strong willed child. Like, I, the thing is, I have some examples that I want to share, but I don't want to like give up too much of my kids privacy so um but I will say we could say that mine has already interrupted this podcast four times (laughs) 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 but due to the wonders of editing (laughs) 
right? You'll never hear that part. So, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. a little... And it is challenging. It is mm-hmm. definitely challenging. And you do feel like sometimes you're clashing all the time. And I think that's what's so exhausting about it is just the constant of it, where it just feels like roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. Um, so my advice is to pull way back. And so I've, I recently realized what we're doing here. I've called, I've named it cactus schooling. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) And the idea is you, you hold your homeschool plan like you would hold a cactus. Like don't hold it too tightly because it's just going to bite you back. And that's what it's like (laughs) with a strong-willed child. You know, (laughs) you have to hold it very gently. So a lot of people would say more discipline, more yelling, more timeouts, more, you know, taking away punishment, you know. I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say that the key is to pull back on your own expectations and rules and things. I mean, obviously, we still need rules for safety. We still need the basics, um, good sleep, uh eating a reasonable amount of (laughs) somewhat nutritious foods, all those kinds of things. But when it comes to the school part, because that's the thing is we have this unique challenge of we're mom, but we're also like the teacher. Mm -hmm. And so that is, that is a different scenario than a lot of people are up against. Um, and so I'm sure a lot of people will say, why don't you just send your child to school? Because then the teacher can deal with that part. Right. They, they might be looking out for Angie. You know, they I might think, be saying. I think that's what it is, too. And I yeah. remember thinking back, because we didn't intend to homeschool, one of my biggest reservations going into a blind, kind of, you know, suddenly, unexpectedly, was that we would, it, our relationship would be damaged because we were so in that strong will, just very challenging sort of child at that age. And it was the opposite, but it took a lot of growing pains for us to get there. But I remember in, you know, and this might be helpful for Angie. I don't think she said how old her child is, but the first thing I did was sign him up for piano because he was very musical and very artsy. And I knew that was relaxing for him. And it would also give me, you know, 30 minutes where I knew that I could just, you know, sit in my car, read a book or do something and have a break. So I think when people are telling her to put her child back in school, they, they might be looking up for her and just saying, make sure you have space for yourself. Oh, that's good. Yeah. it, It can be a lot when you're in the throes. It can. And it feels like you're just kind of waiting for bedtime so you can get a break and then which you feels know terrible. You're going to confront, like, the minute you see that child the next morning, it's going to be like, what are we doing for school today? And then you say right. it. And it could be, we're going to, like, cookies. cuddle puppies all day long. And it would be like, ah, you know, because well, it's I your idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think one of the most powerful things you can do is to ask your child, what do you want to do? And I think that's kind of why both of us have landed on more of like an interest led type of homeschool where we have, um, you say it so well, you have your must do's in your Mm -hmm. school. Um, but then there's other things that are can do's. Um, and then there's other things that are your children pursuing their own interests. And I think when you make 
lots of room for that. It does two things. One, it gives them some control and some sense of control, which I think is important for strong-willed kids. And then Mm -hmm. the other thing is it gives you a break because if they're like, I'm going to work on this project and you're like, okay, good, go for it. It's so true. (laughs) You absolutely deserve this time to go work on your project. I'm going to go hide in my bedroom with chocolate. Right. And it's talking to them and making up a plan with those things too, because at the beginning of the year, we talk about what the must do should be. And, you know, my kids enjoy math, but they don't necessarily want that to be on the must do list. But I feel strongly that it is. So you just need to make concessions like this is, you know, if you were in public school, you would be required to do math. Like this is just something you can show them the year end, like what your state wants them to know, things like that. And just as a team collaborate and then come up with our must do list is not long and it does change throughout the year depending on what we need to do what I I would like them to do but then they have a lot of freedom to pursue you know unit studies and individual passions and things like that I think that's really important to look at it like you're on the same team and to say like listen these are the things that you need to do on a daily basis or on a weekly basis or whatever, but then leave lots of margin and just realize that we can remove a lot of those public school ideas of every single day we have to do math, then language arts, then social studies, then science, then whatever. Like we can remove a lot of that. And um, I think that's where like tracking the day after it's done comes in really handy um I've been using seesaw on your advice Kate and it's like changing everything because I can literally scroll through and look at the pictures and see what we did and it's like okay we've gotten so much done today yeah yeah so and I and I have an alarm set on my phone every night weeknight at 8 p.m to update seesaw and so I update everything we've done that day and then Um, And I think that that's helpful, too, because then it's not so much about your expectations for the day. It's about kind of where the day takes you and what your strong-willed child wants is some sense of control over their lives. And so if you can give up some of that control, but I mean, it's hard because we're trying to do a good job as homeschool moms. We're trying not to let our kids down. We're trying to make sure we check all the boxes, but... I well, think you can do, you can do things like create choices. Um, you know, I know you don't really want to do math today. Do you want to do like 15 minutes of this online program or should we sit down and play prime climb or mm-hmm. do you have another idea and then just have a conversation about it? I think you're absolutely right about providing choices, which means that sometimes you have to be really flexible about what you're going to be okay with like is it okay to play a card game for math today is it okay to um but I think choices are really really important for strong-willed kids and so yeah I I think that that's a really good strategy too and picking your battles too because you don't want to you know if you get in on one big battle then it kind of snowballs and the rest of your day doesn't go as well as you would like it to. And also connecting first thing in the morning, like I'm just reflecting now because we have had a lot of interruptions. My child, my strong-willed child today (laughs) 
woke up really late this morning and I wasn't here. And then the day went and, you know, it's a crazy busy day and we did not really connect. And now we're kind of butting heads and I swear that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also getting them outside, which has not happened today. Yeah. (laughs) And is like necessary for all parties in my house, but especially one. <laughs> and I'm I'm very close behind that one needing it. Well that one but. actually that actually leads into another question. So should we mm-hmm. take our next question? Yes. Okay. This episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. KiwiCo is an award winning monthly subscription crate with hands on projects for kids zero to sixteen. It makes learning about science, technology, art, geography, culture, and math fun. Everything KiwiCo produces is designed by experts and tested by kids. KiwiCo spends over a thousand hours designing and testing every single crate. KiwiCo offers projects for every age and interest, from geography and culture, to engineering and design, to science and art, and much more. And Kara, you just had some boxes arrive at your house, right? We did. We did um, an atlas crate that was all about Japan, and then we got the... um, the pinball machine in Eureka Crate. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, it's awesome. Um, this month, we were exploring China with our Atlas Crate, and we're going to make a stained glass sun catcher, which will be perfect for entering the dark yeah. season here with our Doodle Crate. And then we're ridiculously excited that our Eureka Crate that just came, you make a card shuffling machine, which is perfect for our family because we play so many yeah. games. Yeah. So I was thinking with the holidays on the horizon, this would make a great gift. And there's really something for anyone from ages one to 104. Totally. You know how aunts and uncles and everybody are always like, what can I get your kids? What can I get your kids? A subscription to KiwiCo because there is nothing that brings kids as much joy as getting a KiwiCo box at their door. (laughs) Oh my gosh. They are like, it came. (laughs) I, I always say I used to have a closet right by, um, my front door so I could hide our KiwiCo boxes when they came and now we don't have that anymore so now we just have to do them the minute the doorbell rings and the kids see them. <laughs> so to learn more about all the crates KiwiCo has to offer and to pick which ones your kids would like best go to KiwiCo.com slash homeschool sisters. That's KiwiCo.com slash homeschool sisters. Sisters listeners who follow this link will get a free trial promotion. You'll get your first month free. You'll just need to pay shipping $4.95 for the U.S. or $9.95 for international shipping. This episode is sponsored by Warby Parker. Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. The Warby Parker aesthetic is vintage inspired with a contemporary twist. Every pair is custom fit with anti-reflective polycarbonate prescription lenses. Available exclusively through Warby Parker's website and retail stores, glasses start at just $95, including prescription lenses. So Kate, we both have Warby Parkers now, and we both love getting to try on glasses and share them on Instagram and get like opinions and everything. Yes, and we have similar, yours are a little wilder than mine. We're wearing them right now. <laughs> we are. <laughs> and I mean wilder in a good way. Mine are like very traditional 
bifocal, granny bifocals. <laughs> Yours have fun colors. <laughs> so with Warby Parker, you order five pairs of glasses and try them on for five days. There's no obligation to buy. They ship for free and include a prepaid return shipping label. Head to warbyparker.com slash homeschool to order your free home try-on. Take the quiz to find a pair that's perfect for you today. I loved the quiz because I'm really indecisive and they'll suggest great looking glasses that are totally personalized to your face and your style. Have an iPhone 10? Make sure to download Warby Parker's app where you can use their brand new virtual try-on, allowing you to try on eyeglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. Like we said, glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. Lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings, and they also have blue light filtering lenses available. And you know what I love? For every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need, and that brings me joy. So to get your own Warby Parker glasses, head to warbyparker.com slash homeschool to order your free home try-on. Take the quiz to find a pair that's perfect for you today. Again, that's warbyparker.com slash homeschool. Hey, Kate and Kara. This is Priscilla from Washington. I have two very active girls. And um, so my question is, what advice and tips and resources you guys to help your kids with wiggles, how do you get them, help them focus, but also give them the opportunity to get out their energy so they can focus uh, during the school day um, and things that aren't too disruptive to the school day that can be easily integrated, maybe five minute things um, that we can do to help them, especially in the winter months when we're just inside more and it's darker. I would love your guys' advice and help. Um, I love your guys' podcast so thanks. Piggybacking on what we were just saying about the strong-willed child is to get outside. And it's 14 degrees here right now. It's it's not – it's gray. It's not the prettiest day ever. But it – when we don't get outside, our day doesn't go as well. And it's just something that you may not want to do. And you may, you know, in the ghost of public school in your head might be saying math and, you know, writing and spelling and you need to do history. But I am telling you that if you take 20 minutes and you just go outside, walk the neighborhood, go for a short hike, throw a ball to the dog, you know, run around. I've even had them do like mini workouts because <laughs> I they, they like to hear what I did for my exercise each morning. So sometimes we'll do like a kid version for them whatever works it makes it so much smoother for the rest of the day you're getting your vitamin d you're getting your fresh air you're getting your exercise i've i've talked before about that book spark um about the the science of exercise and the brain and learning and it's just when you read it you're like it's a no-brainer we need to do that first because people will ask me why like how do you squeeze it in how do you squeeze in going outside and that's just it's a must do like we just need to do that preferably first it's not always first but it's always in the morning yeah yeah okay we'll link to that book in the show notes and I think that that's huge getting outside um and if you absolutely can't there are inside things you can do. You know what we used to play was, oh, what is that game? Hullabaloo? Is that the game? Oh, we did that too. Where it's like jump from one thing to the other. I just remember so many. Do a funky monkey Like day. four o'clock. 
games of hullabaloo because we were just like because we needed that we needed um some time I mean kids need to run and be active and especially little tiny kids like mm-hmm. I mean I think we get better about regulating ourselves I think we probably all need to move a yes. lot I just think that we get better about regulating ourselves when we get older Definitely. We get better we about to do, complying I mean, still, with the rules. <laughs> yes. And knowing what you need and just, you know, taking care of yourself in that way. But we used to do, we still do it, but kitchen dancing. But it was a staple when I had toddlers was we would just at a certain time of day, we would just turn on the kitchen music and dance. Yeah. And then. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Um, and then there's all kinds of sensory things that can be really helpful too. Like I remember you talked about there's like um there's bands for your chair and there's like seats that you can wiggle in and I mean there's all kinds of stuff. So figuring out whether or not it's it's more than just the wiggles is important too and will help you if you're having a gut feeling like it's something else, then don't be afraid to talk to your pediatrician and go to occupational therapy. It was a godsend for us. We went a few different stints and it always got better after. And every time you would, you know, when we were tested again, we'd see where we improved and where we were still struggling to the point that you barely notice anything right now with all of that sensory stuff. And there's options when it's really, really cold. That's when we always rejoin the Y here (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we just can't get outside as much. Um, And you know, there's things like if you look in your community, our community has homeschool trampoline days, it has homeschool ice skating, homeschool roller skating. So, I mean, another thing is just to prioritize those things and just try to make them happen, getting all the energy out. Um, really, it's it's kind of, it's like an investment. You're it investing is. in that so that the rest of your homeschool and your family life is better, really. I mean, that's how powerful I think it can be. We've both seen that, that it's really yes. a game changer when kids are getting to move the way that they want to move. Um, there's tons of videos, exercise videos for kids. Do you have a post about yoga resources for kids? Can I you- do. I have a post about yoga resources. And as I'm thinking now, I actually a while ago made a post on um, sensory. And I mean, it would work for kids with wiggles too, but the the things that we used during those years that really helped us. Like we couldn't use it. <laughs> I had a yoga ball. You know how they say sit them at the table with the yoga ball. Yeah. That turned into like a hole. Like we could not. <laughs> it was a ball. And so that didn't work for us. But we had a wiggled chair. And then if we were in like different spaces, we had this portable cushion that he could bring and sit in. If we went, mm-hmm. like if we went to story time at the library, he would sit on that because so he wouldn't be like poking everybody else. Um, fidgets, the bands, there was a whole bunch of stuff. Just we we made a calming space in his bedroom and encouraged him like when he was so ramped up to go there. And there were he had like a we called it a worry basket at the time because he was also had some anxiety stuff. But it was a basket full of things that were just soothing and calming for him. Um, we also had a trampoline inside for a while. One of those little little ones mm-hmm. trying to think of what else we had we had a ton of stuff because he just really needed it and it's funny to look 
it's just really neat to watch your kid grow and develop because now he's a kid. Anyone who knows him knows exactly which my kids I'm talking about, but he is the kid that as soon as you get outside, he's at the top of a tree or he's scaling mm-hmm. like some fence. He's always going to be that active, but it's recognizing that that's what his body needs to do every single day and working it into the school day. Yeah. So an- another thing you can do is you can do little jobs. I don't know how old her girls are, but I will say like, oh, the dog is really driving me nuts. She has a lot of energy. Could you go outside for like 10 minutes and just throw, you know, chase her around the yard for a good 10 minutes and then she'll be tuckered out. And then it seems like you're, it, the, the dog is the one struggling. Yeah. When really you're, you're struggling with your kids. <laughs> their energy level yeah yeah Yeah. or um if they're a little bit older chewing gum is something it doesn't work for all kids but it works for mine and when he's in art class he focuses more his teacher always gives him gum to chew on and she'll give it to the whole class as not to single him out but he concentrates concentrates better and we've tried it my husband and I have experimented with soccer too and he's more on the ball terrible pun but when he's chewing gum that's amazing yeah it's a weird Okay. The brain is like a, the body and the brain, just amazing, kind of yeah. quirky. It's figuring out what works for you and your kid and what you can tolerate and what you can't. Um, I hated harping. I still hate harping. But when they were really little, I had a, um, like a visual schedule with pictures that I put on their bedroom door. And it was so funny because my daughter wanted one. She was, she's always been ready. That's not her weakness. Like she, her room is not that I care if your room is tidy but like if you went into her room versus, versus my boys rooms hers is like meticulous and everything has a spot but she wanted like tidy room <laughs> like on her visual schedule brush teeth she's never not brushed her teeth she's not the one up there like wetting the toothbrush mm-hmm. so but I made a visual schedule for everybody so that I could just say go check your schedule and see and there was one before bed and one and then it, then you're putting the blame on the schedule like well did you check are you done like go look at your schedule and it it wasn't a ton of stuff it was just like three or four things that they needed to do before the next thing but it helped me as a parent not to have to be like you you still have shoes on where are your shoes yeah yeah for sure I, I think the biggest thing is to just um prioritize it realize that it's normal for kids mm-hmm. to be kind of wiggly. Um, if it's, like you said, if it's so much wiggly that you're starting to feel like your gut's like, something else might be at play, you know, it's great to talk to your doctor about it. Um, and then the other thing is we have this amazing, like, opportunity where we don't have to require our kids to sit still all day. Mm-hmm. And so if we can remove that and realize that um, for some kids, moving around helps them to retain information. Um, and there's a great list over at the Read Aloud Revival that we can link to in the show notes of things that you your kids can do by age group. It's broken down by age group um, while you're reading aloud to them. So if you do a lot of reading, like, you know, um, you read your history and you read for, you know, language arts and you read for science and you read and they're having to sit for a long period of time there's a lot of things that they can do um and it's it's just really handy so we'll link to all that stuff and the post that you talked about kate over at the show notes at the homeschoolsisters.com this has been fun answering these questions and we'll be back uh with one more episode the week after thanksgiving so we won't have one next week but we'll have one the week after thanksgiving and then 
We're going to all hooga. Yep. Hooga down. We're going to hooga like crazy. <laughs> all right. Have a good rest of your day, Kate. You too, Kara. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister.